to Unclassical. Hello. Wow, and this is part energetic. five of Little Women. I don't know, man. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> part five of Little Women. And last week, last week I kind of feel was a bit of a filler, guys, but this week's going to be good. Um, so Meg went to like the party, didn't she? And Laurie was like, yeah. I don't like what you're wearing. And Meg was like, get fucked. <laughs> and then, like, get fucked, Laurie. You're a child. I didn't do and this the- for you. I did it for me. I did it for me. Everyone was just like shaming Meg. Because um, uh, he doesn't have and... a good bit of slut shaming. Exactly. It's very fun. Uh, oh my God, just jumped into it. I'm Marsha. I'm Katie. <laughs> we have great structure on this podcast. Um, apparently we have to say it with great force, our names. I'm Katie. I'm... You sound like... I was, you do sound like a children's party entertainer, which has been a job of yours. I'm uh-huh. Katie. I'm Katie. I hated doing parties as myself. It's terrible. It's only fun <laughs> if you get to be a princess. Oh, I know. This is like a tangent, but I remember one time when I was Cinderella and a little boy kit was wearing like a shirt with like trains and cars and stuff on. I was like, oh, yeah. what's your favourite mode of transport? And he was like, planes. And I was like, ah, oh, I've always preferred pumpkin myself. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it was really funny. All the parents loved it, and I was like, "I'm so funny!" <laughs> like, come on, I'm a comedian. Yeah, I'm come on, tip. come on. That was really good. <laughs> that I mean, round of applause. That was, anyway, it was a good moment. Um, uh, as you, if you don't know what's going on, guys, again, we say it every week, but just to reiterate. Go back to the start of at least this Get season out of, of Little here. Women. Get Fuck out. We, don't wa- we just don't want newbies here, okay? We hate you. <laughs> we, we hate really... you people. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, um, to be fair, that is accurate. We yeah. are very shy. He's <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so go back to the start. Back to what we were talking about. So yeah, mm-hmm. Meg got shamed by everyone. Laurie and Joe were talking about spread eagles. Um, we found out that Joe sold some uh, stories to the newspaper and got some dollar. So everyone's quite happy. Until and the spread eagle is not a sex position, although it totally is. It totally is. Anyway, uh, some foreshadowing. Everything's going very nicely, but but no. Uh, so as Game but... of Thrones taught us, if anything's going too well, someone's going to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's quite a nice episode. Oh god. <laughs> oh god. Buckle in, lads. Oh god. So next chapter. A letter arrives. Oh, or telegram, shit. I suppose. All it says is that Miss, it says, Mrs. March, your husband is very ill. Come at once. And an address. I was going to say, <laughs> come at once. Where? Where? <laughs> like, America's quite big. I have an inkling of where he is. No, like, shall I just get on the pony and just ride and hope <laughs> for the best? Take me to Mr. March. <laughs> like, guys, I realise this is a book, but it's not a goddamn film. This is real life. You gotta give addresses. There, so I had to look this up because I didn't know um, exactly what telegrams were. And I was like, are oh, they letters? Because th- there's this whole thing that they'll have like a telegram really quickly. And they were like, but it would take like a day for us to get there. And I was like, I thought telegrams were delivered by boys on horses. But no, it is kind of like a, a Morse code thing on a telephone kind of thing. That's why they travel quickly. No, then you read it as a letter or more yeah. so than yeah. phone call. Oh, because yeah. it's done on yeah. Morse code and then like the post office in quote marks um, will then translate it into a letter to them. Oh, how rude. It could be raunchy. It could be raunchy in there. Um, but, I, like, bet, I bet there were I people say, who didn't understand. Let me talk. <laughs> Sorry. I was gonna say, like with photos when you used to have them developed to like boots and stuff. Oh god, yeah. 
like, you can't take raunchy pictures there. Although people totally did. It's just, I was going to say, like, people probably didn't fully understand that process and would send raunchy messages. And then was like, you mean the postman who comes to our house every day, he's the one who translates it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. The other day, uh, so my boyfriend uh, quite often does moon pig cards for me. And I was like, does it ever make you laugh that you write like these really like weird messages in them and that someone else has seen that as they've like printed off and put it in the envelope or something? And his face just fell. And he was like, I've always, t- up until this point, thought it was like a fully automated machine process. But no, someone has like clicked OK and print on that at some point, haven't they? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Probably. See, this is the thing as well, like, a slight tangent, but because when you talk to people at, like, fast fashion and stuff, their things are so so cheap and everything, and then it's like, but do you never think about who's made that item of clothing? And it's because people think they're all made by machines, and it's like, mm. no, they're made yeah. by slaves. God, way to bring it down, Katie. God. <laughs> Don't buy into fast fashion. Also, no, guys, another thing which bad. is really bad with fast fashion, which makes Depop way better. Depop mm. sponsor me and give me credit. That'd be great. Thank you. Loads of time. Fast fashion websites like Boohoo, Misguided, mm. wherever. The mod, the outfit the model wear is wearing is not the outfit that's being sold. They use a more expensive, nicer material for yeah, the model. They do. And then you get it and it's a pile of wank. Or it's like mm. they use like different like editing stuff so the the colours look nicer good. and stuff. Like we'll if you go on Depop, yeah, like you go on Depop and you're like, none of this stuff looks good. That's what you'd be getting exactly if you bought it from the shop. Just more yep. expensive and through slaves. Yeah, so so don't do Depop. it, guys. God, God. God don't go into if fast fashion. If you're new fashion. here and you're into fast fashion, just, just, just get out of here. Just get out of here, you know. We just don't want your kind. Except because I like listeners. I've literally like read the first line of notes and we're like six minutes in. <laughs> I'll be quiet now. Tell the story. <laughs> anyway, they're all very shaken up and Marmy starts preparing to leave at once. Laurie's there and he rushes off. Um, she sends him to go ask Aunt March for some money so she Did can she travel give him there. an address? Everyone knows where Aunt March lives. She's like, you know, the rich Well, person. she doesn't have an address. She doesn't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she's like, can you go um, ask her for some money? Because otherwise, lol, I'm not getting there. I don't give a shit. So Laurie rushes off to do that. Mummy, um, Mummy, Mummy, Mummy uh, sends Joe to get some other bits. I don't really know. She's like, Joe, just be useful. Go. Sure. <laughs> Joe, what she really means like, Joe, I realize you're my child and I should love you, but I can't. Look at your goddamn face, right, face now. right now. There's a nap going up. Um, she um, asks Beth to go ask old Mr. Lawrence for a couple of bottles of old wine. See, and she's, so she's sending the annoying kids away. She is like, you get out of here. He seems to like you, which you should be concerned about. But right now, I don't care. Go get right some now, wine. Go get some wine and have a glass. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> It sounds good. She says she's not too proud to beg for their father and he must have the best of everything. Should you be giving ill people wine? I mean, we give them morphine now as a painkiller, like it's an yeah. opiate. I'm guessing they didn't really have opiates back then. So in terms of just kind of like numbing the pain, I know there's like nausea and liver issues, but... Maybe. Well then, why wide? Why don't want something stronger if you want to just like numb the pain and stuff? They don't drink unless it's like medicinal. So maybe if you gave him something stronger, I don't know, maybe that would fucking kill him. <laughs> maybe. I was just thinking like, imagine like you're having like full on flu and someone offers you a glass of red wine. Like, Disgusting. Whoa. No thanks. I'd be sick on you. That'd be awful. No, be the... Gross. Can um, imagine like, I've come to your side, have a glass of wine. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah, if you had a really bad... Because Meg had a hangover in the last one and they were like, yeah. you need is some wine. 
Where is the dog? It's like, maybe he's doing it at uni. They'd be really hungover and they'd open like a warm can of beer. And it's like, you're disgusting. Ugh. Like, no, you're so gross. No. Uh, in the bin. And a in cigarette. No. So, um, Mr. Lawrence comes back with Beth and Mr. Brooke, who's Laurie's tutor, <gasps> and they have all the bits. And Mr. Brooke says, Brooke says he'll go with Marmee as her escort. It is weird that she needs an escort. Like, I'm right. going to see my husband. Fuck off. Yeah, and I'm a grown woman. I'll be fine. But she's like, hey. oh, thanks. Yeah, that, that'd be nice. But also, like... So you... uh, sorry, sorry, I'm a grown woman. I'm older than you. Like, yeah, the, the fact she accepts him suggests, like, I, I was a bit concerned. <laughs> like, hey. guys, fucking be normal. Jesus. Can Stop you imagine if you, women like, on if you were, like, going on a journey and, like, say, for example, James, you know, mm. a man who is younger than you was like, I'll come with you and look after you. Just like... Well, I'm older than you. Go away. Like they still have this in some communities, don't they? That a woman isn't allowed. A woman's not allowed outside the house on her own. So literally, like her twelve-year-old brother comes with her to the shops, and she's like twenty yeah. fucking seven. Literally, it's like right. yes, he's really going to hold down the fort if something breaks out. Yeah, ridiculous. Ugh, disgusting. Anyway, um, Laurie. Oh, this is funny. Laurie returns with the money and a note from Aunt March, and Mummy Marmy uh, reads the note and quickly ascertains that it just basically says that it was absurd for Mister March to go into the army, and she predicted no good would come from it, and they should heed her advice next time. And Marmy just takes the money out of the letter, puts that in her purse, and puts the note in the fire. Fair enough. <laughs> She's like, and that bitch can go straight in the fire. Okay, I'm out of here. Um, I am Joe, here. I'm going. Joe um, has been working very quickly and she comes through and gives um, her mommy $25 and says that's her contribution for making her father comfortable and bringing him home. And everyone's like, where'd you get $25? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she, of course, pulls off her bonnet and she's chopped off all her hair and sold it. And uh, then quick. I know, she fucking didn't hang about. She literally ran to town like, take it. <laughs> in the oh, book, Joe, uh, you're one beauty. I think I've sk- skated over a bit. I think she gets there and they're literally like, oh, well, we could um, book you in. She's like, no, just cut it off now. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> I think she's like, my father, he's in the hospital. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I'll cut it. Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so yeah, she's chopped it. And then, yeah, it doesn't say who says these individual comments, but Joe's just assaulted with general outbursts of, your hair your beautiful hair oh joe how could you you're one beauty my dear girl there was no need of this she doesn't look like my joe anymore but i love her dearly for it then joe's just hi guys thanks (laughs) you know what i said i wouldn't cry but (laughs) that night um meg's in bed and she can hear joe crying and she's like are you crying about father and she's like no not now what then my my <laughs> she shoves her face in a pillow and it says Meg didn't think it was comical at all, but Kate kissed her and caressed her in the tenderest um, manner. Well, I'd laugh. I'd laugh. I mean, fair enough, like a little kiss, but don't, don't caress your sister. Don't caress her. Oh, there's the so t- much of telling them to re put healthy boundaries in, in this. Can you imagine having a cry because your sounds like your sister's touching up? Like, this does not help. <laughs> oh my god, don't like to take this opportunity, weirdo. Like, um, this was oh, not an invitation. <laughs> This bit's interesting. So uh, Mrs. March is collecting all the things she needs and she's literally taking loads of medical supplies so she can help nurse her husband. I'm like, he's in a hospital. Like, that's insane. Is she literally going to get there? Like, thank God you're here. Did you bring any penicillin? (laughs) Oh, the other flip side. Like, can you imagine like your husband's in hospital and then you turn up with all your home remedies and she's like, I'm going to heal him. Like, could you go home? I'll I'll send him when he's actually well. You are not helping. Here, I have newt. Send for the families. Like, you know, if we can just have them in here doing some nursing as well, that would really help. Like, 
fuck it out <laughs> it was a hard war imagine that if it was like that with corona now like oh so and so obviously like in terms of like transmitting it yeah, mm. transmission um they don't want more people in the hospitals than necessary but if they got to like the next level they're like fucking hell just come in and help like well, so i bet there is a lot of cases of people not wanting to go into hospital of being like nursed at home at the moment yeah like keep them that's another thing isn't there there's a real like um trend of people being released from hospital after their corona treatment and dying in the next few days Mm. so i do wonder if it is like and it it might be done fully with consent just saying look there's nothing more we can do for you here it's end game we need the bed would you rather be at home i'd rather be at home yeah so and then people are kind of like it's kind of been skewed in the media like oh you know they're not like doing enough they're releasing people not realizing how ill they are and like I, I don't know. I reckon in some cases they realise. Yeah. Um. So the, Mr. Brooks and Marmy go off to help their fa- help father, and they're keeping in touch with telegraphs. <gasps> and in one of Meg's um telegraphs over to them, it says Hannah calls me Miss Margaret, which is quite proper, you know, and treats me with respect. Uh, it's just so like so. Hannah's kind of been left in charge, but not really because she's a lowly servant, and Miss Margaret's really in charge. I'm like. She is a grown woman and you are a child, Meg, and she is running the house because let's remember you had time off last week and you couldn't fucking handle it. Yeah. So let's just treat Hannah with a little bit of respect, eh? I don't like yeah. it. Oh. And also, apparently, Hannah's like family. You do pay her, though. Well, she is like family. She's like you family. You are paying her, aren't yeah. you? She's just like a nice auntie. <laughs> you suck. Who you make call you Miss Margaret. Mm-hmm. Mm gross uh, in one of joe's um, letters to her marmy joe says about meg again we were saying about meg cracking on with joe joe needs some fucking boundaries too she gets prettier every day and i'm in love with her sometimes <laughs> just the mum reading it gross like gross i i think i need to go home <laughs> or actually i'm gonna stay away longer gross um i was kind of missing you girls but after reading that i i mean i'm afraid of what i'm gonna walk into sure yeah. but um I will announce me coming back loud and clear before I walk yeah. into your room. <laughs> I'm home. Oh, put your on. <laughs> and then Joe, um, oh, she's just basically like, me and Laurie had a fight and um, he said he wouldn't talk to me until I apologised and I wouldn't. Oh my God. Um, but then we made up now. Like, cool story. Uh, you realise your dad's dying. <laughs> cool story. I mean, I'm, I'd rather you be having all this kind of banter and back and forth with uh laurie than your sister yeah it's still weird so weird just like uh, we've all got problems um oh and then beth writes literally like a couple of lines it says i can't write anymore because amy wants the rest of the page to write her letter so send my love goodbye fuck off amy <laughs> amy have you ever heard of a second sheet yeah jesus like no time is hard amy's letter is just her chatting about herself and feeling silly because people speak french to her too quickly like that's what you wanted the rest of the page for all right then. All right. Just like <laughs> reading it like, I really hate my kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stay here. Um, so, what's this bit? Oh, yeah. Um, so Joe has a cold, so she's told to stay home from Aunt March's because Aunt March doesn't like people to read to her when she when they have a cold in her head. Um, oh God, this is the bit where yeah, everyone's gonna feel real bad. So Joe's lying on the sofa to nurse her cold with uh with arsenicum and books. Oh, that's As not gonna arsenic? help. That won't help a cold. Is that what arsenicum is? I mean, it sounds the same. I wouldn't... I mean, if I read... 
if someone was like, have some arsenicum, I'd, I'd, I'd question it. <laughs> I'd question I wouldn't like snort it down when I have a cold. But anyway, yeah. that's so that's what Joe's doing. She's having arsenic. Maybe we should let Joe off a little bit if she's literally dosing up with arsenic on the sofa. I mean, that is that will kill you. <laughs> that, that will happen. And um, they've all been working very hard with um, Marmy being away. And they all kind of like, we've been, you know, it's been fucking tough. We deserve a bit of praise. And this has sort of made them all kind of like, just chill out a bit, which leads them down to the downfall that is incoming. <gasps> we'll see. Um, so Beth's there and she says, Meg, I wish you'd go and see the Hummels. You know, mother told us not to forget them. And um, that's 10 days after Marmy's been gone. And Meg says, I'm too tired to go this afternoon, replied Meg, rocking comfortably, comfortably as she sewed. Can't you, Joe? asked Beth. Too stormy for me with my cold. Sorry, how did we do that? Too stormy for me with my cold. That's how Joe talks. Why is Joe so, like, what's the word? Posh British man. Of course she is. That's how she likes to be. That's how she um, likes to be. I like me. And then Beth goes, I thought it was almost well. To which Joe says, it's well enough for me to go out with Laurie, but not well enough to go to the uh, Hubbles, said Joe, laughing, but looking a little ashamed of her inconsistency. Oh, you will feel ashamed, Joe. You'll feel so ashamed. You will, Joe. You suck. Yeah. And then um, Meg says, why don't you go yourself? And Beth says, I have been every day, but the baby is sick and I don't know what to do for it. Mrs. Hummel goes away to work and and leaves us to take care of it. But it gets sicker and sicker. And I think you or Hannah ought to go. Beth spoke earnestly and um, makes a promise that she will go. Um, Meg makes a promise that she will go tomorrow. And... Um, yeah, you are going to feel so bad. So uh, then Meg, uh, Joe says, basically, you go today, ask Hannah for some nice little mess and take it round. The air will do you good. Um, I'd go, but I'm finishing my writing. And Fuck Beth off, says, Joe. yeah, Beth says, my head aches and I'm tired. So I thought maybe some of you would go. <laughs> she's been going every day. And they're just like, no. And they say maybe Amy will go when she's back. And Beth's like, okay, I'll go lie down on the sofa for a little bit and wait for her. And an hour passes and Amy's still not back. And Meg and Joe are absorbed in being twats. Hannah's asleep. So Beth quietly puts on her hood, uh, fills her basket with odds and ends for the four children and went out into the chilly air with a heavy head and a grieved look in her patient eyes. Oh dear. It was late when she came back and no one saw her creep upstairs and shut herself into the mother's room. Half an hour after, Joe went up to the mother's closet for something and they found her sitting on the medicine chest, looking very grave with red eyes and a full bottle of something in her hand. Christopher Columbus! What's the matter? <laughs> I was like, fuck it out, Joe. You're back into you are alarming. <laughs> cried Joe as Beth <laughs> put out her hand to warn her off and asked quickly, uh, you've had scarlet fever, hadn't, haven't you? Haven't you? <laughs> and Joe's like, years ago when Meg did, why? Um, why? Why do you ask such things, little one? <laughs> little one, you're feeling a bit under the weather there. Then I'll tell you. Into Betty buys with you. <laughs> well, then Beth goes, then I'll tell you. Oh, Joe. The baby is dead. What baby? Joe, you fucking self-absorbed shit. Joe, I'm trying real hard not to punch you. (laughs) (laughs) To which Beth is like, Mrs. Hummels, it died on my lap before she got home. Can you just imagine that moment? They're like, oh. Oh. Are you you okay? You're all right. Are you all right? Are you all right? Yeah. So um, Joe basically goes, oh, that... 
that that's that's very dreadful for you um i i, I guess i i really should have gone <laughs> like, yeah yeah joe you should <laughs> and then beth goes it wasn't dreadful joe only so sad i saw in a minute that it was sick um but i think the girl's called like lotchen or something but lotchen <laughs> said her mother had gone for a doctor so i took the baby and let Rot- lottie rest it seemed asleep, but all of a sudden it gave a little cry and trembled and then lay very still. I tried to warm its feet and Lottie gave it some milk, but it didn't stir and I knew it was dead. I just sat there and held it softly till Mrs. Hummel came with the doctor. He said it was dead and looked at Henrik and Amina, who have sore throats. Scarlet fever! Ought to have called me before, he said crossly. Mrs. Hamill told him that she was poor and had tried to heal the baby herself, but it was too late. And she could only ask him to help with the others. And she couldn't come yet because uh, she couldn't afford him. And he is basically like, oh, yes, maybe I should be a bit kinder to you. But literally, like, she comes home, the baby's dead. And he's like, you should have called me earlier. <laughs> could you not be nice to me right now? Like, I have been through a lot today. And yeah. Shouting does not help. Oh, and she basically says that she's called him as like a last resort. She knew the child was really, really ill and she's just going to have to trust that some sort of charity will help her pay for him. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) I think um, in this situation, he should be like, don't worry about it, mate, it's free. Yeah, literally. Um, And then like... like, We should hope some charity will help you because otherwise... I can see myself living here. <laughs> this shack looks, aw- shack looks awesome. Nice to me. I can see my horse is doing very well in here. What about my family? <laughs> well, you're going to die, aren't you? You're going to die, so you can't afford my help. Could you save us? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but, um, uh, but you can't afford me. Yeah, so he's looking around. And he suddenly looks around at Beth, who's presumably just there still holding this dead baby. And he's like, you had scarlet fever? And she's like, Sorry, sir? He's like, go home right now, take some Belladonna, um, or you'll get it too. And she's like, oh, wonderful. <laughs> so, Can we just um, also establish, like, um, Joe being like, oh, it must have been dreadful. It wasn't dreadful. It died in my arms. It was very peaceful and quiet. It <laughs> sounds like, it was, it was pretty sad. dreadful to me. <laughs> like, terrible. Absolutely terrible. It does sound like the worst day ever. <laughs> yeah, so Joe is just here right now, like, biting the back of her hand, because um, she's like, shit this fever's taken out this kid beth hasn't had it i could have gone me and meg have both had it so we would have been fine and now if beth dies because of this oh my god i'm never gonna forgive myself like yeah joe you really fucked up the thing is though beth has been going every day so going on she already would have been exposed yeah yeah so to be fair i mean you still should have gone beth and Mm. um, joe but Mm. at the end of the day she probably already had it so she was a goner so um, they, and you still should they, have gone and like you know, as the older sibling, probably not let a twelve-year-old have to deal with a baby dying in their arms. But um, yeah, literally, and try and like warm its cold, dead feet. <laughs> <laughs> and then just the doctor yelling at the mum like, "I still have the dead child here. Yeah, I feel literally. sick." Yeah, you look over here. Oh, you should go home and take some medicine. You're probably gonna die. Oh, wonderful. Uh, this, this day couldn't get any worse can i get a lift no oh yeah she, uh, also just like yeah uh, add substance to your argument she did feel ill before she left so yeah she did probably already have it yeah um so uh amy hasn't had scarlet fever so they agreed to send her off to aunt marches uh but amy's really pissed off about the whole thing so laurie uh, basically goes to convince her and he says that he'll visit her every day and she's like oh if laurie wants me to go and if he's gonna come every day that's fine that's fine <laughs> i'll trot along this is so annoying <laughs> so um here's a bit of banter i've said between joe and laurie fascinating uh who is talking oh it's joe what <laughs> 
What a trying world it is. No sooner do we get out of one trouble, then down comes another. There doesn't seem to be anything to hold on to when Mother is gone, so I'm all at sea. And um, Laurie says, well, don't make a porcupine of yourself. It isn't <laughs> becoming. So, okay, bear in mind, Joe has really short hair right now. Settle your wig, Joe, and tell me if I shall tele- telegraph your mother or do anything. It says Laurie has never fully been reconciled to the loss of his friend's one beauty. <laughs> He was like, all right, Wiggy, let's keep your hair on. Oh, wait, you can't, Baldy. <laughs> Laurie, I mean, firstly, Laurie, hilarious banter. Hilarious. But also, um, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Also, <laughs> can we just get uh, at Joe being like, just standing there being like, oh, I'm at sea. I can't possibly handle all this misfortune. Just Beth in the other room. You can't handle it. There's a lot of this from Joe. I don't know if we'll get onto it today, but yeah, yeah. literally Joe's like, poor me. Everyone's dying around you, Joe. Poor them. I mean, poor you yeah. as well, but yeah. She's I mean, yeah, it does suck worse. for you, but it, like, just best lying in bed dying. Like, I had a child die in my arms and now I'm dying. You really think you have it worse? It, literally. Like, even if I survive this, I am so traumatised. Yeah. I am only 12. So Laurie goes to take Amy to Aunt March's and Aunt March, when she sees Laurie, she's like, go away. No boys allowed here. Which... Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> to be fair, exactly the old lady I'm going to grow into. Yeah. Get out. Um, and um, <laughs> Aunt March asks if they've heard anything from their mother about how their father's doing. And Joe's gone as well to drop Amy off. And Joe says their father's doing much better, to which she replies cheerfully, Oh, is he? Well, that won't last long. March never had any stamina. <laughs> I mean, a massive bitch, but also... Funny. Funny, funny. I mean, all I'm saying, that if there was a, a wedding and you could, didn't know who to go sit with, it would be Aunt Marge. You wouldn't let Oh, it would be Marge. absolute banter. Absolute um, banter. So, um, Laurie, to try and keep the mood light, is just there poking Aunt March's parrot to make it squawk, to make Amy smile, which I think is quite mean. Leave the bird alone. Yeah, yeah. Pa- it's going to have your fingers, mate. <laughs> and then you'll get them go septic. <laughs> uh, the next chapter is called Dark Days. And oh, they are dark days. The so, dark uh, days are of fire. Beth's real sick. Joe is there, but I don't think there's anything she can do. <laughs> you want to put the book in the freezer? Yeah. You know, four points for anyone who can say what that quote's for. Not yeah. four points, it's a pretty easy quote. Yeah. Friends. <laughs> so, um, Beth is having fever fits and she can't recognise people's faces anymore and keeps calling for her mother. Like, it's pretty fucking traumatic. And um, it's not great, is it? And then on, so they haven't told Mrs. March what's going on at the moment because she's dealing with their dad. And so she sends a message saying that their dad's had a relapse and um, he, they he won't be home for a long time. So like, oh, wonderful! It's been quite <laughs> a time La- of it, aren't they? They are. Mr. Lawrence next door is looking at the piano and he feels sad for the person that used to play it so nicely. And I'm telling you, his granddaughter died. His pianos are cursed, cursed. Don't play is them, it, you'll die. Is it is it riddled with scarlet fever? Probably. Oh, this bit funny. So, uh, this bit funny. Good English. <laughs> <laughs> we hear that Mrs. Hummel's come round, patient zero, uh, to beg her pardon for her thoughtfulness of accepting Beth into the house. Like, yeah, fuck off. Up. You're riddled with it. Go away. <laughs> Get away. Stop making everyone ill. Oh, it also says that Beth longed for her cats, but would not have them brought to her in case they also got sick. I'm like, Beth, they'll be fine have a cat if that's what yeah. you want have a cat i mean at least have your creepy dolls yeah these have something uh, but soon these intervals of consciousness with beth asking for shit ended and it's just her being delirious and screaming lovely <laughs> so, 
Um, Meg's got a telegraph just basically ready to go at any minute to ask for their mum to come back. And um, but they're kind of like, you know, weighing it up the moment, like, oh, who do we want to care for more? Beth or father? Beth or father? Beth is real weird. <laughs> Beth is weird. Beth is scary. So, Bring me my cursed children. Again, ooh. she is scary. You know, is it that bad if she goes? And then guess that the doctor comes to visit and he's called Dr. Bangs. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have a fringe? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, keep it away from Joe. She'll burn it off. Yeah. Um, so he comes in and he holds... Um, Again, doctors back in the day, he comes in, he holds um, Beth's hand for a little bit and then ascertains his diagnosis off of that. Which, And again, it's very specific. And also, um, the thing can I ask, like, are you just going to go and see some more sick people after visiting Miss Scarlet yeah. Fever? Could, you, you're, you're such a fucking spreader. So I used to work on a farm and um, during this, I worked on it way after the foot and mouth thing. So the foot and mouth thing was, what was it? Was it in the 90s? I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway. You're not um, loud. No, it was in my lifetime. But yeah, it yeah but not old enough to work. Not to be working. Guess why? Well, I don't know. Farms uh, don't tend to have many rules. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, they were saying when there was foot and mouth and they'd have like the um, people who would come and like test to see if you had it on your farm. But they would literally come there in their Land Rovers that they'd been driving around infected farms and with their, they'd like wear clean shoes and stuff but they'd be like you're literally driving your infected vehicle onto my land and so they were like we want to do our own testing and send it to you so you're not spreading it and they were like well that's not good enough because you could like you know lie and that kind of thing like look we don't want it to spread either but you are spread stop spreading it stop spreading it <laughs> so, yeah i was like yeah that's that's real annoying so they're like we like you know had really strict protocols and we knew it wasn't on our farm like, these people coming in like fuck off I saw a play and about the foot and mouth thing and it was like this old farmer dude had like had his little herd of cows old Bessie and little Mary she's just been born and she's just learning to work and it was the cutest fucking thing and his mate was a vet was a vet and he kept being like you've got to let us test them because like otherwise they're just going to come and kill them because they're just like wiping out and he was like no Mm. and it was the same thing he was like I don't want you on my farm with my girls I know my Mm. girls are clean but you're spreading it and he was like Mm. if you don't let us check them though they will just shoot them and then they all came and shot his cows and yeah. then, like, it just showed him crying, being like, it was weeks, and the smell was terrible, their stomachs exploding. Uh, Little Bessie'd only just learnt to walk. Uh, and God they didn't come you. to clean it up. <laughs> we were watching... This is, like, the first play I saw at uni. <laughs> and I I made friends with a girl um, who, like, kind of grew up on a farm, so it didn't really phase her. So she was yeah. just kind of like, yeah, life. And I was just there, like... Ah, <laughs> little Bessie. I, was really I knew hot. someone who was a TB tester for cattle, and he'd mm. go to farms. And I think one time he was offered 30 grand because he tested, like, their prize bull as positive. And um, it, he was like, look... Either I shoot the bull now or I come back in a few weeks and shoot the entire herd because it will spread. And uh, so they were like, we don't like you. And he was like, I wouldn't like me either. <laughs> like, uh, but, also, yeah. We'll give you 30 grand. Are you going to kill me if I kill your bull? <laughs> yeah, if you're offering that kind of money, am I going to leave here alive? Yeah, oh, that was the other thing. So um, these are the ones that um, adopted. His girlfriend's a uh, like a 
small pet vet and they adopted a dog um, because it, they suspected it was being abused and the owner wanted it was injured and the owner would rather it was put down than received care so they took it into their care to look after it anyway yeah. the dog was a little chihuahua and her name was princess and she wouldn't respond to anything else and because cat couldn't take the dog to her work as a vet he had to take it to farms and Amazing. he was like i've been working really hard to like build like you know the respect of the farmers and now i rock up you know possibly like you know the angel of death with my fucking chihuahua called princess <laughs> <laughs> Like, Come on, I'm princess. princess. <laughs> I'm princess. Like, did, did you just call your dog princess? No. Fuck off. No. His name is Princessaurus. Princessaurus Rex. And it's Chihuahua. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> he doesn't do it anymore. He works in research now. <laughs> like, like he works in rehab. I was like, oh, quite a <laughs> he, He's in rehab now. Moving back to this. Does he have princess so. with him? Uh, let me find where I was. Where uh, at? That's real sick. Oh, God. Uh, right. Can yeah, I just make so, a little point? Yeah. So in the in Friends, and he's like, that's real sick. Joe's there, but I don't know what she can do. Honey, yeah. if you're reading this book, at what point do you think Joe's been useful up until this point? <laughs> Literally, Joe's not achieving anything. She can't do fuck all. <laughs> uh, well, neither can the doctor, really. So he comes in and holds um, Beth's hand for a minute. Gross. And gently puts it down and says in a low tone to Hannah. To Hannah, again, because Hannah's the only fucking adult there. Let's yeah. give her some respect. He says, if Mrs. March can leave her husband, she better be sent for immediately. <gasps> Joe's real... Not Joe. Beth's real sick. <laughs> Okay. I just imagine like Hannah's face throughout this whole thing is just like eek, eek. okay, okay. So, just like, oh, and also that Joe, up until this point Hannah has been a bit like I think maybe we should tell your mum and everyone's like no 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 she's like I really think we should tell your mum <laughs> just imagine like one night um, Joe and Meg in their room like I think we need to make a pact that Beth didn't tell us anything about the dying family. Never happened. She never asked never us. We, did. we didn't know she was going until she came home and told us that very night. Do you remember, though, Mommy said before she left for Boston to go see their dad, uh, she was like, remember to go check in on the Hummels. So it's like, Joe never told us. No, I fucking told you, cunts. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mommy. Oh, she, they could just be like, yeah, she told us she was checking in on them and it was all fine. You know what Beth's like. She you know what really Beth's like. like. She's so good she never asked us for any help like never asked for any help at all ever and then just because she has a clarity about being like i asked them like it's a lie it's a lie she's hilarious shut up when will you die (laughs) die sooner (laughs) so um see what you make of this so um uh they've like sent for mommy but um she's not gonna be there for like a little while now um and laurie um is like is it as bad as that you've had to send for her and joe's like yeah And um, she basically says, um, God seems so far away, I can't find him. And Laurie is, oh, this is a literal quote. And Laurie's like, I'm here. Hold on to me, Joe, dear. So literally, like, I... I've lost all faith in in the world. I can't even, like, you know, have my faith in God. Then hold on to me. You think you're God? Like... Um, you're not cutting it at all. Are you, like, all-powerful? Can you heal my sister? I can heal you with my dick. No, Laurie, no. No, no, Um, no, 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 no. So Laurie and Joe are kind of like hugging it out. Fucking Joe. She says, it does seem as if all the troubles came in a heap and I got the heaviest part on my shoulders. Just Beth, Your mother. Beth in her room. Did you? Did you really? Did you? Did a baby die in your lap and infect you with a killer disease? Did that happen, Josephine? Are you, are you dying, Joe? Are you? <laughs> are you? And also her mommy like 
is your daughter dying right now whilst you're nursing your sick husband and you literally have to choose which one you're going to go to to nurse? Is that happening to you, Josephine? Are you Josephine? having to choose which one should be alone and without you at their deathbed? Are you having to mm. make that decision? Is that what you're having and to Joe's do? And Joe's just like, all the bad things happen to me. And Meg's there being like, are you the oldest and the one who the, who the brunt of this responsibility is yeah. going to fall for? Too? Is that you? Is that you? And Amy's oh, like, have you been sent away from home? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, fuck you, Joe. Fuck you. If anything, Joe, you've got the best deal. Joe basically says that she likes Beth more than Meg likes her, so um, Meg will just be all right. She'll get over it. <laughs> Again, Marmy, I like her. I like her. She's like the perfect one. I said at the beginning. And yeah. then Joe basically says that Beth is her conscience and she can't give her up. She can't. She can't. So again, it's not even that she, like, she likes Beth. It's just like, look, she keeps me in check. And, you know, I like being in balance and I don't want to lose that. Okay. Yeah. So uh, like, Rory holds hold her arms and like, You've got some issues. Yeah, I'm bad. gonna I'm gonna go bang your kid sister now. <laughs> yeah. Even she's not as narcissistic as you. I wish this is what happened. So Laurie has kind of done good now. So he's given Joe some wine. Like you need some wine, and Joe's like cheers. And then he reveals. So he was like, I knew Beth was really sick, so I actually sent for your mommy um yesterday, and she'll be here tonight. So like okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> he he okay. did do quite good then. And um, Joe's overcome, so she like throws herself into Laurie's arms and is giving him like a good old cuddle. And, um, but a very but, um, rough cuddle. Like, well done, Laurie. Well done, oh, very well, well. Done, Laurie. And um, then Laurie takes this opportunity to basically lean in and give her a bashful kiss or two. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this kind of brings Joe to her senses and it says, holding onto the banisters, she pulled him gently away, saying breathlessly, Oh, don't! I didn't mean to. It was dreadful of me, but you were such a dear to go and do it in spite of Hannah that I couldn't help flying at you. Tell me about it and don't give me wine again. It makes me act so. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest cringe. And um, Laurie's uh, basically like, fly at me again. I rather like it. (laughs) And Joe's like, ah, no, no. Thanks for the mommy thing, but uh, I best be getting back to old Bethy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so everyone's like rushing around the house trying to get it ready for when um, Marmy comes back and as they pass each other in the corridor they go mother is coming dear mother is coming <laughs> creepy I I have a question about scarlet fever oh I don't know anything about scarlet fever but I'm, okay. just, I'm just confused when it's like have you had scarlet fever yeah me and Meg had it it was a total laugh like chicken pox we're good now and it's like I've got scarlet fever oh no is it because they're older like chicken pox and shingles Uh, I don't know but I mean the baby did die (laughs) well this is the thing because babies will die from sneezing like like, babies are just very fragile but that's the Mm. thing like as you get a bit older it gets a bit easier doesn't it but like is it just because is is Beth sickly as she is or is she just bashful bashful she's just too bashful to get over scarlet fever I mean they did send Amy away um, I mean, maybe I do... it's like there's a window. Of like, if you get it when you're five, you'll probably be, be okay. If you get it as a baby or over, you're probably not gonna be okay. Yeah, I think so. And I, uh, the Hummels were like, they have like no uh, fire or food or anything. So maybe it was like, look, it was skeptical whether you were gonna survive infancy anyway. <laughs> I, I have another question. What's yeah. with the rest of the Hummel children? Are they okay? Oh, they had sore throats. So again, maybe they're a bit older. Maybe the baby got hit particularly bad, and the doctor now working through being paid by someone's charity is um, giving them help. But for some but, reason, Beth came down with it real hard. Um, typical Beth. <laughs> tip, such a fucking Beth thing to do. Yeah. Um, oh, and it says Joe and Meg hovered over Beth 
watching, waiting, hoping, and trusting in God and Mother. And, you know, hopefully giving her water and stuff. <laughs> I'm so thirsty. God will replenish your thirst. Hey. Please just pass me the water, you bitches. Just <laughs> water, you bitches. I suck so much. Um, the doc again. The doctor has like just basically squeezed her hand, and he says that by midnight they will know whether she's going to pull through or if it's going to go the other way. Like, how like, do you have such kind of goddamn do- gift as that? <laughs> Literally, who is this doctor? Bangs. He's banging. He's banging. <laughs> um, so, just like, how do you know that? <laughs> So um, but, uh, they're all kind of waiting around for Mami. Mami is going to come like the small hours of the morning. This is like the middle of the night. And um, Meg sees like um, Beth, uh, sorry, Joe sees Meg kind of like sitting down crying and Joe is kind of like awoken and she's like, oh God, Meg's there and Beth's dead and Meg doesn't want to say it to me because she knows I'm going to lose my shit and that's what's happening right now. I'm going to have to tell Mami and oh my God. Ah. And she walks in the room and she's like, and she just looked at Beth and the, the fever had left her and she looked anew and fresh and she's like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> so the the fever is kind of passing on and it looks like she's going to pull through. And then Meg comes in and Meg says, See, said Meg, coming up with a white half-opened rose. I thought this would hardly be ready to lay in Beth's hand tomorrow if she went from us. But it has blossomed in the night and now I mean to put it in my vase here that, so that when the darling awakes, the first thing she sees will be the little rose and mother's face. You can't just say you bought a rose for Beth. You don't have to be like, and I was going to put it in her dead little hand, but then I was worried it wouldn't be good enough. Like, fucking hell, Meg. Like, we're just getting over the brush with like, Oh, she's all right. I was going to give this to her when she was dead. Ay, ay, ay. What's wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong with you? There's no need for that. <laughs> <laughs> she is alive and recovering. Do we have to go into that? You know, I think you need to go to bed, Meg. Like, yeah, you're just so morbid. It's hanging out with... It's been close to Beth all this time. She's made me weird. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Should we just leave her to it? Mum will be in a couple hours. Should we just go to bed? Yeah. Yeah, it's has got to bed pretty much. <laughs> so they're all buzzing and um, Laurie calls up from downstairs going, she's arrived. And they're like, yay, Marmy's here. So Wait, Laurie. How long have you been here? <laughs> You've only been here weeks. <laughs> I've got, okay, I've got Laurie, two. you know you don't live here, right? Uh... I've got no one to love me at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, the old guy seemed to be fond of Beth. I'm sure. Sh- yeah, he's fond of Beth. He doesn't like me. <laughs> fair enough. I mean, to be fair, fair. Yeah. So Aunt, a- Aunt Amy. So Amy's at Aunt March's, and Laurie's been visiting her every day, and they've been having a fabulous time. <laughs> well, how fabulous a time can a sixteen-year-old boy have with an eight-year-old girl? Uh, when he just basically does whatever she says, quite a lot, apparently. I don't think he's having a great time. Um, well. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, so gross. To show um, just kind of what Amy's personality is like. Obviously, this is the first time Amy's like really thinking about death. Like there's like this idea that um, Beth could die. She's been sent away because she could die. She's like, death's a thing, yo. Never really thought about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fair enough. So she's going through, um, Aunt March has basically like said, oh, I've got all this jewellery you can play with. And Amy's going through it all going, I wish I knew where all these pretty things would go when Aunt March dies. <laughs> nice, Amy. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. And um, she's also reading the Bible and trying to be good. And she's made herself like a little chapel area and she's trying to like learn or whatever. And um, on this journey, she concludes that she should really write her own will and testament uh, so she writes it, she gets Laurie to bear witness and she dates it uh, the 20th day of no- of November, Anno Domino, <laughs> 1861, because <laughs> she's a child and can't write shit. Oh my God, and do you know what? Do you know what Amy's full name is? What? Amy K. 
Curtis. March? Her middle name's Curtis. I know she's ashamed of her nose, but I think she should be ashamed of that. <laughs> I'm saying, who the fuck called you Curtis? A prick. No you've got issues. And now I, I want to know the other girls' middle names. Like I thought Phil. it was going to be like the fact that Meg is Margaret and not Megan, which irritates me. I yeah. feel like Amy was going to be so fun though, like Amelie Susan. Or something. Yeah, Susan. Like... <laughs> no, eh? Curtis. 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 Like, Who called you, know. you Curtis? Who was enough of a prick to name you Curtis? Yeah, literally. So, yeah, there's that. Um, anyway, Mr. Brooke has obviously been being very helpful to the family in their time of need. I'm sure so he's been jo- very helpful to um, Meg in particular. To Meg, yeah. So uh, Katie's doing some hand gestures there. <clears throat> so uh, Joe basically uh, concedes that if he came to the front door now... If he came. <clears throat> if, if he came. Uh, if he arrived at the front door right now, she wouldn't actually just slam the door in his face. And that's progress. <laughs> Why does Joe hate him? Because she knows that he's been whacking off into Meg's glove and she thinks the whole thing's disgusting. Oh, to be fair, that was disgusting. So yeah, yeah. that's completely fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Although I she has her own like, selfish orientations. So yeah, Joe's just like, I wouldn't actually punch him in the face right now. I still don't like him. You know, I tolerate his presence. I'd give um, him a light slap. Yeah. But not with my glove. He might steal it and wank it. Yeah, he might steal it and spaff in that. Fucking perv. So she's having a chat to her marmy about the whole thing and she tells her about the glove and the situation. And she's Uh. like, he's... he's," And marmy's just like, yeah, I thought as much. And she's like, he's just using this whole situation to wheedle his way in, wheedle you into liking him. And marmy's like, "Um, I know, I know. Um, She's like, he's told us his intentions, but we've said they have to wait and he has to offer a comfortable home before he asks Meg to marry him. And... um, Nice. And then Marmy says... Is she selling your daughter? Literally. And then Marmy says, he only wanted our leave to love her and work for her and the right to make her love him if he could. He is a truly excellent young man and we could not refuse to listen to him, but I will not consent to making... um, to Meg's getting engaged so young. And you're like... (laughs) Your parents are meant to protect you from old pervs. They're like, basically, they basically, basically, they basically uh, say that uh, they have to wait until Meg's 20 before they're allowed to get engaged and that he has to, like, you know, get some money behind him and offer a comfortable home. And she's like, I'm being very responsible. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, so Meg can't get engaged this young. And Joe's like, of course not. It would be idiotic. I knew there was mischief brewing. I felt it. And I was worse. And it's worse than I imagined. I just wish I could marry Meg myself and keep her safe in the family. Like, no, Joe. Marmy's there like, look, Joe, we all know that you fancy Meg. To be honest, I'm sceptical of Mr. Brooke too, but it's better than her own fucking sister, so. <laughs> so at the end of the day, the other option's you. I mean, you're poor and you're fucking family. So. And it's fucking weird. So to be honest with you, as soon as she's out that door and married to someone else, the better. <laughs> the sooner she's not sharing a bedroom with you, Joe, I'll be F you. Fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. Your fucking letters about finding her prettier and being more in love every day. That's the reason I couldn't stop listening to Mr. Brooke. I was like, fucking lifeline. Fucking lifeline. Take her away. Joe's going to do weird things to her. It's very yeah. disturbing. Joe is so selfish. So Joe's like, oh my God, she's just going to go marry Mr. John. For, uh, John Brooks, fall in love with him and she'll be no use to me anymore. Like, Oh, I thought you know you were annoyed about this because you thought it was a bit of a let. She was a bit of an age gap. You know, he's abusing his system of uh, his yeah. position of power. But it's actually just because you want her in your life supporting you. Joe is such a main character, and she feels everyone else is a supporting cast. Fuck off, Joe. Literally, she's like, but how will she fit into my life? It's not all about you. But also, like, yeah, getting the seed and Mr. Brooks. Yeah, I mean, uh, Mr. Brooks sucks, but like, 
you can't fap off your own sister just to keep her around. It's, yeah, that's there's, weird. A, there's a lot of problems there. <laughs> like there are there there are rules, and some of them are there for a reason. Yeah, like um, <clears throat> I, I imagine her being a therapist there, but why not? So many reasons. <laughs> so. I need a minute to formulate. Like, sorry, it's just to get this straight. <laughs> <laughs> you want to fap off your sister because the guy's a perv. Yeah, I don't disagree with you on that point. I agree he's <laughs> a perv, but I don't see why you don't have to fap her off. <laughs> yeah, like, that's a bit of a jump there. I'm not quite on the journey with Yeah, like, I, I don't want her to marry him because he's wrong for her. Okay, okay, and she, I want her to serve me. And that's where your argument falls down again. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's a little bit edgy. Um, so, um... <laughs> Meg comes in at this point and she's like, what are you all talking about? And Joe's like, nothing. I'm just having a random rant. Nothing to do with you. I'm going to bed. Meg's like, hey. Hey, you are pretty weird. Uh, she's actually writing a letter to Mr. Brooke at this point. Mm. And she asks Marmy to look over it. And Marmy's like, yes, beautifully written. Uh, send John our love. And she's like, you call him John? And uh, she's like, yeah, he's become like a son to us. He's been so, so good to us. And Meg's like, hey, cool. Hey. And just kind of walks out the room and it says, Marmy thinks she does not love John yet, but will soon learn to. Sweet. Nice. (laughs) Nice. She'll learn to love him and then that'll get her away from her pervy sister. That's just what you want to think, isn't it? Like when you meet like your child's perspective partner, like, I don't love you yet, but I suppose I could learn to. No, she's not talking about how she'll love him yet. She's talking about Meg. Oh! Yeah, she's saying, like, Meg worse. doesn't love John yet. Yeah, she does not love John yet, but she will learn to. Like, don't force her into it. Yeah. It's like, and again, you want, like, sure, your daughter... Like, she says that nothing is better for a woman than for her to be chosen by a good man. Like, Surely you want no. your... I mean, surely you want a lot more to feel daughter than love. Like, mm. I mean... <clears throat> You know, platonic lovers. I mean, it's nice, but there it's are other nice. things in life. Like, that shouldn't be, like, your one driving factor for your child, should it? Like, can you be chosen by a man? Like, well, I mean, surely you should be, your, 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 for your child, you should be like, well, I want you to choose someone that you really love, not that you are chosen by them. Give a fuck what Exactly. You think. There's this whole thing about you just make yourself worthy and a man will come along and choose you. Like, does it matter if I like them? Like, no. not so much. Not so much. This yeah. um, is probably a bit of a tangent, um, but I've actually come to the end of my written notes, so fair enough. <laughs> and, uh, it was in the news, like, last week that that vlogger influencer um, Zoe Sugg, the Zoella person, yeah. so she's obviously got, like, her own company now that prints um, articles on things, and they printed, like, a review of, like, different sex toys, and um, then... Oh, yeah. They loads of schools said she was being removed from the syllabus because of this, and um, she was Sorry, like one syllabus. I know she was like one. I'm <laughs> on a syllabus. Um, I think like maybe her website had been like recommended as a good resource for like learning shit, and she was like two. I, it's the thing about like sex toys, and she was like, oh that was sick. She was like, my the average age of my audience is like twenty five to thirty five actually. So. Um, go fuck yourselves and also yeah. she's like and if you if think you, if you like, want to go fuck yourself here's a list of things to have here are some toys um and um also uh like so schools i'm guessing like it'd be like last year so like 16 year olds if you think 16 year olds aren't having a little fiddle you're fucking joking Literally. and also she was like nothing's like taught in uh sexual education about um female pleasure it's really and not i actually didn't know women had orgasms i don't think until or like you know there was an element of pleasure for women until I was like literally about 14 or something. And then someone said something about like orgasms or something. And I was like, 
Oh, that's what women get out of it. I actually Lit- didn't know. Literally, I- like, there is nothing in the syllabus to help, like, feel... Like, my sex education, I went to an all-girls school, consisted of, mm. this is how you put a condom on a banana. I didn't even get that because it was a Catholic school. So we, you're not so allowed to use contraception. Got, and go on the pill. Yeah. Oh, we that weren't allowed... it. You got more than me, Catholic school. Uh, a teacher nearly got threatened with being fired because she explained what the pill was. <gasps> Jesus Christ. We were told the rhythm method, pulling out at your less fertile times of the month, was the best method. I mean, it's not. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to put it out there. That's not great. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, that's, that's, that's a gambly method, that one. <laughs> that's, ooh, that's a risky little game. <laughs> ooh, that's a risky little game. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that's a... That's that's not the one to choose. Right. Well, as I said, guys, I got to the end of my notes. So unless you want me to slowly go through the book, picking out the next bit, uh, I think we'll leave it there for today. Leave it there. Leave it there. Leave it there. So, um, if Katie, you got some plugs you want to do? Well, by this point, guys, I hope you should follow us and everything because we're really funny. Um, do, do the notes like Joe. okay buckle up everybody and get out your pencils and paper (laughs) if you've enjoyed today's episode and the rest of this series then by joe you better follow us on some things because we're actually quite funny so our name is unclassical you type it into your little search engine on these Mm. devices of yours and we'll just (laughs) pop right on up with our faces in black and white and you you click that little follow button and you'll get off our content if you really like what you heard, <laughs> then, I don't know, buy us a puppy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. It'd be great if you could. Yeah. And you can head over onto Patreon because we've got some extra content and stuff over there that we will send to you. It's pretty cool, so go find us on Patreon forward slash on Classical. I'm classical. Oh, yeah, I'm classical. American, actually. I'm classical. I'm classical. <laughs> yeah, why are we making her so British? Were they... I know, I think of this when I edit it back. I'm like, we're so clipped and British with the way we do them. But guys, it'll be really cringe if I start doing American drawl. So, you know, we'll just, yeah. you know. We'll just keep the American drawl for Marmy. Marmy. And, you know, when uh, Amy stuff says things like, just you see if you eat. Or, oh, Joe, you're one beauty. Amy's the only one who can be American. <laughs> yeah, she can. She's so American. <laughs> On that generalization, we'll see. Well, you'll hear us next week. Bye. Goodbye. For fuck's sake. Bye. <laughs>